Hello, and welcome back to Refocus with the ARA. My name is BJ Matthews, and I'm your host. Today's episode was recorded a couple weeks ago whenever we ran our command centers here at Arkansas Realtors. As most of you know, Arkansas was hit pretty heavily by some tornadoes on March 31st. They hit Little Rock, North Little Rock, Jacksonville, and Wynn, Arkansas. They were hit pretty bad, and thanks to Realtors Relief Fund, Arkansas Realtors was able to distribute $1 million in grant funds to Arkansans who were impacted by the storms. We were joined on location by Realtors Relief Foundation Executive Director Nick Falco during our command center dates. And Nick was nice enough to sit down with us and talk a little bit about how Realtors Relief Foundation got its start, what it's like working for a nonprofit of that size, and kind of what their mission is and how they partner with organizations like Arkansas Realtors. So let's dive in and hear what Nick has to say about working for Realtors Relief Foundation. Okay, perfect. All right, so I'm joined here today with Nick Falco from Realtors Relief Foundation. He is the executive director of the foundation. Nick, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Um, Nick is actually in town now. We're running command centers here in Little Rock and across the state for the recent tornadoes. Realtors Relief Foundation has given us a $1 million grant, potentially more than a million dollars now because we have eaten through the entire million giving grant assistance to our Kansans. So that's been kind of incredible. It really has. And, and to, to be here on the ground and and you know, it's, it's easy for us to give a grant, but to be here and see where the work is done and the volunteers are you know, helping people fill out applications and then you know, giving them checks the next day, getting out in the community to, to work with them. That's what is inspiring. And that's what excites me each day about you know, coming into work because you get to see that type of volunteerism. Yeah. So talk to me about your work experience. Uh, prior, how long have you been with Realtors Relief Foundation? You know, I've been with Realtors Relief Foundation going on a year and okay. uh, actually, but I've, I've been in the nonprofit world for 33, 34 years by now. So you're seasoned. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I actually started uh, in my first nonprofit when I was 20. And, uh, you know, I, I have a, a servant leadership mentality. And so the ability to be able to work with association members who you know, work hard in their business, but then also take time away from their, their family and their business to give back to the communities where they live and work. That's kind of driven me since day one. I've been excited about it and and I haven't looked back. It sounds like you're in the perfect spot for that, especially now with Realtors Relief Foundation. It's perfect because when I I came on, I was really looking for an organization that had that kind of commitment, that had people who cared about the community. And it it was an ideal fit from from day one. My my first recollection is... is, um, with Mike Ford and Mike being my first president, you always remember the first, you're your first president. I also and call that trial by fire. Yes. With Mike Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little of that as well, but I have to tell you, it was, uh, he's the perfect person because it was a way to get up to speed quickly and to you know, learn all of the ins and outs of, you know, not only the, you know, the board and the volunteer structure, but, you know, since we are, are part of, you know, the philanthropic arm of the National Association of Realtors, um, you know, you walk a, a line of doing philanthropic things, but also, you know, understanding that uh, you are a reflection on the National Association. And so you want to uh, you make them proud and make sure that, that everything you're doing is a reflection on how important realtors are in the community far beyond just just, you know, helping people, um, you know, purchase or sell their home. Truth. Truth. So tell me a little bit about, for those who don't know, um, how Realtors Relief Foundation got started, 
what the mission is, what you guys focus on in your day-to-day. Sure. Well, you know, Realtors Relief Foundation got started in the aftermath of the terrorist attacks from uh, you know September 11th. And uh, realtors decided right then and there that they wanted to be able to do something to give back and to help people and to help families, especially um, relative, related to housing uh, issues. And so, you know, that's where it started. And uh, it, it just continued to grow from there. And, and really over the last I would say the last uh, you know five or six years, um, it's it's really taken off to focus on uh, you know helping individuals regardless of you know, we we say natural disasters. There's been a lot of those, but to help people regardless of of what the disaster is and and finding a way to react quickly so that we can get people on the ground and get help to people who need it. And you know it's interesting because. When a disaster happens, um, it, it's more than just the the house being destroyed, whether it's a tornado or a flood or a hurricane. Um, it's a a shakeup of their entire life. They've lost everything. They've lost their memories, and um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they haven't. You know, they're still they're still alive and they're safe. And and you know, by far the most people we talk to. Um, that's their their driver. You know, homes can be replaced, things can be replaced. They're happy that they're safe. They're happy that there's family safe. But we want to get them, um, you know, regardless of, of the amount, we want to get them some financial support to help them. Whether that is to rebuild, whether that is to uh, be able to stay in a hotel while their home is being rebuilt, whether that means they need to move into an apartment, uh, whatever the reason is, is we want to be there. And you know, the best way to do that are, are realtors because realtors know the community. They know the people and they're ideally suited to be that connection for people who need help. There are a few people more connected in a community than a realtor, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, I think there's, you know, fortunately for most people, I think that's a good thing. There are a lot of different areas and a lot of different ways to, to get help. And for us, it's important to realize that it's, it's, it's one piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, there are people who are providing food. There are people who are providing um, resources like, you know, clothes and clean water and so on. And so to have another group that, uh, that is there to help with housing related needs, you know, I think people are lost at first because you're dealing with destruction and you've got so many hoops and hurdles to, to go through. Through. So to know that there is an additional source to cover uh, that area, to help in that area, I think puts people at ease. Yeah. Yeah. So with your time at uh, the foundation, how would you compare that to your other nonprofit experience? You know, I, I think uh, from from the standpoint of the people and how much they care and wanting to give back to their communities, you know, it's it's right there at the top. I've I've worked um, with with physicians, I've worked with financial professionals, and you know, it's interesting. You know, you see them in their daily life, and it, based on the, the work that they do as a professional, um, it's great to see them. Uh, in the capacity as a volunteer. I have a a former president um, that I work with who used to always say that um, it's a way to show that we give of our time, our talent and our treasure. And, uh, and also that, you know, the, especially for an association foundation, like realtors relief fund or foundation, excuse me. um, It's a reflection. It's, it's a positive reflection on the national association of realtors. It's a way um, that reflects on who they are more uh, more than business people, and so from that standpoint, um, it, it's something that um, you know I take I take very seriously because it affects so many people. From the realtor standpoint alone, 1.6 million realtors, um, you know, you 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 want to make them proud, and then the people they serve and their clients and customers in the community, you want to make them proud. And and uh, for myself, it's always been. 
then, um, you know, I, I had a, a, a past um, mentor that I worked with, and he used to always say, uh, it's when you're working in, a, in a, a service environment, when you're working for a nonprofit, it's not about you, it's about them. And, uh, and I've kind of built my, my, um, my career and, and my beliefs on you know, that philosophy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be in the background to help, in our case, to help realtors shine within their community and then also to see the benefit that it has on the people who are receiving support. And, and, and for me, that works. It's kind of what I try to teach my, uh, my, my children. And you know, they've fortunately been able to experience that with me. I've been able to take them on uh, trips around the world where we took, you know, we, we took teams of volunteers who have no experience with hammers and, and nails and power tools. And we've taken them all over the world to build homes, build playgrounds in different countries that are, uh, you know, war torn or have you know, suffered from, um, you know, an economic crisis and, uh, and to be able to get out there and see the difference that you can make for people who really thought that no one cared about them is, is it's kind of unique. It, it, it makes the job um, rewarding is, is what I guess I would say best. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks, I mean, just, you know, we've known each other now, I think a couple weeks yes, Correct. <laughs> and I have seen the servant leadership at play. I mean, you have been here, you've been on the ground, you've been working the entire time you've been here for the command centers. So it seems like what you expect of others is what you're willing to put in yourself. Oh, most definitely. And I think you, you have to be willing to, to roll up your sleeves because at the end of the day, um, you know, everything you do, it's, you know, certainly it, it is a business and you deal with, um, you know, business type situations, but it's, it makes it a whole lot easier to look past those and say, you know, everything we're doing is, uh, is, is to help someone at the end who may never know who you are, may never know the thousands of people that have donated so that they can get help. And, and so my job is to make sure that help gets to them and make sure that all of those donors who have provided that support, uh, that I'm able to thank them on behalf of those donors who can't do it themselves or those recipients who can't do it themselves. That's a great point. Um, what would you say is some of the biggest um, challenges that face the foundation? You know, I, I think for us, it's it's a matter of telling the story. Um, you, National Association of Realtors is so large and has so many members that it's easy for people to say, okay, um, you know, there's a tornado in, in Arkansas, but what is my little contribution going to do? It's going to be a drop in the bucket. And, and so getting that messaging out and letting them know that they have the ability to pool their resources together so that you can take individual contributions and, and really kind of uh, grow them exponentially so that they can have a massive impact. And, and so that's why it's important to get out and, and, and tell the stories, to talk to the beneficiaries, to talk to the people whose homes were damaged or whose homes were destroyed, and to get their stories and then share those with uh, our donors so that they understand that you can make a difference. And, and here is exactly the difference that you're making. You're hearing it right from the people who have uh, the need. And the better we can you know, get at doing that, um, the better we can get at partnering with our state and local associations to help us gather and share those stories you know, because it's an awkward conversation. Sometimes mm -hmm. you, you say, I don't want to go and I, I don't want to ask a homeowner who just lost his house to tell us his story or her story. And mm -hmm. the reality is, is, um, 
it's necessary. It's necessary so that you continue to raise the support that you need so that you can help future um, individuals and future homeowners who have a loss. And then the second thing I learned, especially I think uh, I credit uh, Arkansas Realtors for, for giving me this opportunity, is, is getting out there in the field and talking firsthand to uh, people who uh, either we were giving grant support to, but people who have lost everything. Um, and then they want to tell their stories. It's it's almost therapeutic to to be able to share it and, and unburden some of that and know that there's somebody else that that cares. I may not know who they are, but I know that they care enough because they're here and they want to help. And so that's that that's a, a unique opportunity. And, and I, I need to try and find a way, and we need to try and find a way as an organization to better share that message with the the 1.6 million members of, of NAR. And how do, what do you think the best way is to balance that line between appropriately collecting testimonials and, you know, just trauma dumping? You know, it, 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 it is a fine line. And so we're always very respectful. And, and uh, anybody we talk to, um, you know, usually before you say anything, they're starting to tell you their story. And, and then you know that they're comfortable sharing it and, and you can ask if they you know, mind you know, sharing that testimonial. But, but outside of that, um, we always first and foremost uh, make sure that they know that it's a choice. And, and if you're comfortable doing it, great. If it's too personal or too emotional and, and you're not comfortable doing it, that's, that's okay too. We're going to help you regardless. There's, you don't need to provide that to help. And, uh, and the same thing we tell with you know, people who are, um, receiving the grants, whether it's a state or a local association who have applied for a grant from us. There's a handful, I would say, of of misnomers that probably exist. One of those is um, we have to give to uh, the Realtors Relief Foundation in order to apply for a grant. And no, absolutely not. You, If you have a need, if there was a disaster in your in your community, uh, we're here to help. That's specifically what we're here for. And, and we're able to partner through state and local associations to be able to provide that funding so that they can distribute it to the community. And the second would be um, there are, are some state and local associations that think uh, NAR only helps the large state associations and not the local associations. And I will tell you that you know, just through 20, uh, just in 2023 alone, just in the first four months of the year, uh, we've provided nearly $3 million in grants to wow. 11 different disasters. Um, it's been horrible disaster season so far in the first part of the year. Um, and those are from you know the the largest state associations to the smallest local associations. If there's help needed, we'll provide it. Not only that, if a state or local association has their own charitable foundation, well then we can you know give the funding to them and they can directly distribute it. If they don't, if they don't have the resources or they don't have the back office to be able to do that, um, you, we can work with them on a voluntary cooperative agreement. And NAR and RRF will fill that role for them. We'll help with the processing the checks and the distribution of the checks. So wow. we'll fill that back office role for them if they need it. We should have signed up for that before we started this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have such a great, you know, uh, you know, Hearts and Homes and, and, and Arkansas Realtors have, it, it's really remarkable at, at how organized and how quickly um, the relief effort and the command centers were set up to help people in the communities in really such a short period of time. And and I think it will, going forward, serve as a model for um, other associations to be able to use so that they have a plan that they can 
initiate right when a disaster happens, save a whole lot of time getting to the community even faster. Which is something I think we're, we're hoping to be able to do after this. We are learning a lot um, about what to do, what not to do. And so we're hoping to take this, I think, into some kind of uh, national mobilization plan for NAR to distribute to other states. That is exactly right. What we're hoping to do is to be able to now, um, you know, after the event is over, to go back and say, okay, here are all, here are all the steps. Here are all the people we reached out to. Here are all the uh, communication outlets we, uh, we utilized. And, and be able to kind of create that uh, that framework and that step-by-step template that we can then make available uh, to any other state or local association or any organization that happens to um, you know come to our website where we will have a resource page and, and can access that information and use it in any way that they see fit. What do you think are some of the biggest opportunities that the foundation has in the next five years if they are if they are following you know that that plan they've got laid out, where do you see it going? So I, for for me and and I have big plans. I've had them since day one because the organization uh, Realtors Relief Foundation does wonderful work already. But there is so much upside. There is so much potential um, to help more people. And I think that the way to do that is in our partnership with state and local associations. So the better we can get at. Um, identifying what's important to state and local associations, what their needs are when a disaster strikes, the better we will be at providing uh, a service or a partnering in the way that is most effective for them. You know, another mentor told me that, you know, when you're working with organizations or with donors, it's outward in, not inward out. You can't say, here's the way to do it. You do it. You have to understand and, and ask questions and find out what their needs are and how they want to do it and then find a way to provide the support that they need. And I think that's where we have an opportunity. And one of those, as we're experiencing over these you know last couple of days, is boots on the ground, is not just to send them the check and then be done. It's to uh, to get out there into the community to you know, help to be there helping distribute checks, complete applications, so that they understand that we are a true partner, that we're not here just, you know, the, to cut the a man behind money. the curtain to cut a check and, and then you don't care of us anymore. And so I think there's a tremendous opportunity to build that relationship we have with state and local associations. And then I think the more we have opportunity to get our story out, whether it is at um, NAR hosted meetings, whether it is at state and local association meetings, that there is an opportunity to to have some of our leadership, our board, our volunteers out there communicating those stories and so that people can understand not only that we are here to help, but how we can help so that they uh, have easier access when 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 a disaster happens that they know one of the first calls they can make to us and we're going to react quickly. And our board is so committed to that, that our board is set up, you know, most boards of directors meet four times, five times a year. Mm -hmm. Our board is set up to meet weekly so that if a grant request comes across, there is no wait that that within days they're going to have a response so that we can get the funding out to where it's needed most without having to wait a month or two months for the next meeting. And and we're kind of proud of that. Yeah, It is always a quick response. I know this year, um, as soon as the tornado hit the ground, I started filling out the application because I knew I thought we're going to, we're going to need some help. I didn't know how much, 
Um, and we submitted and within two hours we had an answer from the board, which I thought was kind of incredible. I, uh, you know, we may get special treatment cause Mike Ford is a member. <laughs> well, you know, certainly, certainly Mike has meant a lot. Now, you know, the, the, you said the foundation was created after the, the terrorist attacks at nine, nine 11, but it's growth really as an ongoing, um, proactive, uh, resource, uh, Mike Ford gets a tremendous amount, if if not the most credit for that, because he took over a process as the president of the board and and really drove it, um, used his resources and relationships everywhere throughout NAR, throughout the state and local associations, throughout the communities to get the messaging out, to talk about the importance of having uh, the realtor family work together uh, to to really move the organization along. And, you know, to, to date, uh, you know, we've been able to provide largely because of his leadership, millions of dollars to help thousands of families and uh, and associations, state and local associations in uh, 41 states so far, including uh, five um, U.S. territories. And so his impact in that short period of time has been great. And he's just transitioned over to our new president, Mike McGrew, who has the same philosophy, the same passion. And, and so it's been a flawless transition. And as a media past president, obviously, Mike is stayed connected. And so it's really helped us to have that kind of leadership who um, is able to focus on today, but has the vision to plan for the future and, and to create a strategic plan that will get us there. Uh, it's, it's, we're blessed to have the leadership and the board that we have. It's a strong, it's a very strong board. It, know, it is a very strong. You hear the, the name Mike McGrew, yes. which carries yeah. national weight and Mike Ford carries national weight. You guys have a, an all-star lineup there. Yes, it, it really is. And they're, and they're very, you know, they're very, not only do they have um, you know, a lot of experience and, and, uh, and carry a lot of, uh, carry a lot of weight in, in the industry. Um, they all, they all have a heart. They all will, uh, you know, give up significant amounts of time to give back. And, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't even want to say that that's, that's rare. I think there's more people out there than you think of, but the, the challenge is, is to create those opportunities to help identify those people, to give them opportunities to make a difference. And, and so we're, we're always looking for uh, people who want to get involved. We have a campaign committee that really focuses on all of the proactive fundraising that we do. And, and they commit a lot of time um, and, and a lot of energy to, to reach out to fellow members, to share the story. And so people think that, okay, Fundraising is hard. Everyone, it's fundraising is like public speaking. No one wants to. Uh, no one wants to do it. It's a. It's a big fear, and and it's true of boards and it's true of volunteers. But the reality is, is if you have a passion for the work and you have a passion for the mess, passion for the message, by the time you get to the point where you're asking the donor to make a commitment. They're, they're ready to make the commitment because you've been able to share not only the importance of, of what you do, but how their support can make a direct impact because you're showing them, you're leading them from A to B. And, and once they understand that, the, the asking for a gift, easiest that's the part. easy part. It really is. And so, and I think most of our volunteers find out the first time that they, they come on board, um, that nervousness goes away really quickly because they realize I've, I've got a great story here. I've got, you know, we, we have tremendous results that stands on its own. So if somebody wanted to be involved with the campaign committee, how do they get involved with that? Is that for realtor members? Is that for anybody? We, at this point, it's, it's realtor members that are part of that committee, 
But our outreach is beyond just realtors and state and local associations. There are, are people who are in uh, businesses that you know support or are related to the real estate in, uh, it, it, the real estate industry that have also helped. Um, we have an advisory council that includes state and local association executives that provide guidance and input to us. But if there is somebody who has a passion for what we do, if there is somebody who has a passion for um, housing-related support, for people who have lost everything um, after a disaster, there is always room for them as a volunteer, and there's always room on our campaign committee to to get them connected. And really all they need to do is re- reach out to Realtor Relief, Realtors Relief Foundation, reach out to myself, and we will be happy to connect them and, and utilize that energy to help other people. Beautiful. Hopefully we get some uh, people from Arkansas kind of involved in that. I would love that. I would love that. And, you know, again, we've gotten great support just from what they're doing on this end, which is equally important um, and because it, it supports the message and the mission that we have as well. And so um, you can help directly through your state and local association or you can help directly um, with Realtors Relief Foundation. Either way is effective and we're happy for both. I was talking to Jeff a little bit earlier when we were recording and he was telling me that you told me it was a really low number of realtors who actually contribute to Realtor Relief Foundation. So here's, you talked about what are some of the opportunities going forward. So we get tremendous support and and the majority of our fundraising from uh, state and local associations and from industry partners. Um, But, you know, the Realtors Relief Foundation is, excuse me, National Association of Realtors has approximately 1.5, 1.6 million members Um, in the last year in 2022, about 2,500 of those individuals were active donors. Now, there are many, many more that have supported through their local association and then the gifts that the state and local associations have have given to us. So there's much more involvement than that. But from individual donors giving directly to RF, um, the the number is 2,500 out of 1.5 million. And so obviously there's a lot of room for growth there, a lot of opportunity. A lot of room. But it's... I would tell you that it's it's not their fault. It's not their not wanting to support the cause or not knowing what the mission is. It's our fault because we have to be better at communicating and reaching out to all of those members to to share what the story is and to share how they can make a difference. And that's really at the, at the top of my list, at least as far as a focus, is helping connect those individuals and creating awareness about what we do. We talk about we talk a lot about Realtor Relief Foundation here in Arkansas. We um, we love to give. We love to organize because Realtor Relief Foundation has given back to us several, several times throughout the years. Um, everything we have invested in you guys has come back to us tenfold, easily just in this one, <laughs> this, this one push we've done here. Um, so we appreciate everything you guys do for us and everything you do for everyone around the country. Um, it's really incredible the work you guys well, do. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And, and we're, like I said, we're thrilled to be here and we appreciate all that you do. And that's, that's the beauty of it, that it's, you know, it's two groups with like minds who all want to achieve the same result and that's helping people. Perfect. Well, Nick, I appreciate you being here with us today. I appreciate you giving us your time and, uh, you know, we look forward to the next time we see you. Hopefully it's in better circumstances. My pleasure. Thank you, BJ. <laughs> all right, thanks for being here, Jeff. Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nick. <laughs> <laughs>